Hello, and welcome to episode 94 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And we have a new set coming to Arena. I've been so excited for this, and I almost even missed the announcement. <laughs> well, that's because Wizards is so good at PR. Yeah, so... they're like, oh, here, here's a, here's a whole spoilers for an entire set while we're spoiling a set. And we're not going to tell anyone. Yeah. So if you would like to tweet at us about uh, your trials and tribulations in Kaladesh, you can get at us at Casual Tripod. Yep, uh, that's on Twitter. It is. And yeah, you can find us at Casual Tryhard MTG on Facebook. You can also email us, show at Casual Tryhard MTG. If you want to drop us an email, I check our email all the time. So that's a good way to get a hold of us. Uh, don't forget, if you're looking to pick up any singles, please use our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Anything you purchase after following that link, will get a small percentage of to help keep the show rolling. I bought some stuff this week, so that goes to support the show too. <laughs> uh, if you want to support us a little more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Our patrons get early access to our show notes. I try and post them the day before the show goes live. And we also do like a little pre-show before the show. It's nothing scripted and nothing fancy. It's just two friends that don't get to see each other that much anymore. Catching up on, you know, what's going on in our lives and planning out the show a little bit. But we do record it for you guys and we post it up to our patron. If uh, any of you guys are interested in that, you can sign up for Patreon and check that out. Our patrons also... Uh, have access to our finance room and our Discord channel. I really haven't posted a whole lot there lately. There hasn't been a whole lot going on in the finance world, which is strange because there probably should be right now. The world's on fire and all. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. It's just standards gone crazy. And like yeah. we said before, like we've not, it's not like there's new modern decks popping up because I don't know if anyone's talking about modern. Same with Pioneer. Like there's yeah. no changes to like drive, right? Stuff other than like what's happening in Commander Legends and what that might mean for Legacy, which is always kind of hard to call. Yeah, we are planning on doing uh, getting back to paper series uh, once we start getting close to getting back to paper, whenever that is. And I have a feeling when that happens, we're gonna see movement everywhere all at once. I think all of the formats are just going to explode once we can start playing in store again. And, yeah, uh, people are going to have the decks they played on Arena that they wanted to play, right? Or decks they heard that like they might have read about for Modern, right? And they were like, "Oh, now I now I want to put this together." So you're going to see all this movement. Mm-hmm. And also, like, there's going to be I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of renewed interest in like playing Magic, whereas you know people might have kind of fallen off a little bit you know maybe they're a modern player and magic online's not really their cup of tea or you know something along those lines where those people are going to be renewed in the game again so i think just in general there's going to be a lot of people out shopping around trying to put decks together and with the way like the current sets have been released short on product like every one of them has been short on product and you know, people probably don't care a whole lot because there's no events to play in. I think that's going to do some really weird things to the market. Yeah. So since we're doing finance quarter now, okay. Uh, um, because my my you ordered stuff today. My cards came in today. Okay. Uh, Seagate Stormcallers, right? So a card oh, yeah. that people were super hyped for. I bought the full art versions for mm-hmm. like seven dollars for like oh, wow. a mythic, 
And it's like, oh, that's probably not right. And I bought like Nahiris, the like alt art Nahiris mm-hmm. were like a dollar. Wow. Or two dollars. They were super cheap. So I, I have I, did, but I ordered uh, borderless Nisses for five dollars. I think they're like three now. Really? <laughs> so I got four Nahiris, two borderless uh, Needle Verge Pathways, four borderless Seagate uh, Storm Colors, and four borderless Velocut Awakenings for yeah. 60 bucks. Wow. Yeah, so, like, it kind of feels like the the fancier versions of cards are what you would have normally paid for the normal version. Yeah. And the normal versions of cards are dirt cheap. <laughs> actual worthless actual worthless yeah so like i bought this the seagate storm colors because like if they print a card that is like dual caster mage into mm-hmm. standard or modern yeah right then, which they might in yeah. uh strixhaven yeah that card becomes like that becomes a deck in modern i think good and then like it's kind of like splinter twin you're like remand Yep, and you just buy time, but yep. like you do, you do that, and then you get a whole like you you're in on the mythic portion of that card for three dollars. Yeah, you're just like oh, okay, if this happens, great. If not, like this will be good at some point. Yep. Still in the intro, <laughs> we did uh, mention our Discord briefly uh, for patrons. We also have a Discord channel for all of our listeners. There should be a link in the description. There's a link on Twitter. There's a link on Facebook. If you would like to get in and for whatever reason can't find a link or the link doesn't work, uh, get a hold of us some other way. Shoot us a message. Drop us an email, however you want, and we'll send you a personalized link to get you in there. we got some pretty cool people hanging out in there. Lots of, lots of good conversations, so hop on over. Also, we, we are getting into that time of year where magic news kind of slows down a little bit traditionally around the holidays. And with nobody playing in paper, I think there's going to be even less magic news. So if there's anything you guys want to hear about, whether it's strategy stuff or deck building stuff or collection organizing stuff or arena strategy stuff or whatever you have questions about, please let us know because I think we're going to be hurting for content. (laughs) Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have stuff, but it is going to be harder to come by because at some point stuff is going to dry up because like especially towards the end of the year yeah just in general yeah do we have is there anything else coming out this year like we have kaladesh commander legends i don't think there's another product but yeah who knows between now and the end of the year we could have like six secret layers we could have like I, i would be very surprised if there wasn't like a super secret lair drop come December 1st, get ready for Christmas. Yeah. I was going to say that we could have like secret layer turkeys and then like <laughs> secret layer Santas or something. Yeah. Oh gosh. A secret layer Santa's elves. And it's just classic elves in Christmas garb. Oh, I'm in Le- Lana war elf. Like, yeah. in like I'm an in. elf costume with like little bells Elvish on his shoe. Elves, a deep shadow holding bags of coal. I'm in. Yeah. Hey, wizards, <laughs> call us. We just came up with your secret lair. Yep. Like right here, right now. No additional Elf thought. worldwide rejoice. Exactly. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> yep. So, 
All right. Longest intro in history. It kind of went places. Uh, but yeah, we do happens. have to welcome George, the new patron. Yeah, thanks, George. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you very much. Yep, I sent him a message on Patreon, so. so. Welcome to the club. Yeah, welcome aboard. So we've got some Commander Legends cards, and we're looking at them not as... Commander um, cards? Commander cards, but as, like, legacy cards. Right. Right. So, what are things that are that look interesting f- uh, from that for Legacy? Mm-hmm. Now, this is a weird set in terms of like how it's constructed. Since it's for Commander, I feel like every other card is like ten mana. There are certainly a lot of things that are higher than the traditional three four mana cutoff that Legacy has. Yes. So. We're looking more at like three and four mana cards. Yeah. Well, we're under, but I don't think they've printed anything below three mana that looks playable or that's yeah, not like a reprint. I don't think so. I, I went through and like my parameters were pretty wide and I couldn't really think of anything that I know, there, there's not a whole lot that I thought would be legacy playable under under three mana. Yeah. And that's kind of the cutoff. Like you can go up to four. Right, legacy playable is like one, two, three, maybe four, and yeah. then like eight and above. <laughs> right, but those you're not paying mana. But for. you're but you're putting two cards together to pay three mana and two cards for your Gristlebrand, right? Or three mana for your Emrakul. Right. You're not you're not actually casting them. Yeah. So, the first card is James is gonna have to read this one because I I don't know this one. Oh, uh, sure. Again, I had it pulled up, but I lost it. So Arcanum Weaver. And yeah. it's, it's a creature that's Mardu for its mm-hmm. casting cost. Yeah, so red, black, white. Yes. And I yeah. don't know what its power and toughness is. This is where James it, needs to swoop in. It's a 2-3. Okay. It's a human wizard, if that matters. I mean, it might, but probably not. And you can pay Mardu, so red, white, black, and tap it sacrifice an enchantment to return an enchantment from your graveyard to the battlefield there are legacy decks currently that look to cheat out um what's that big black curse from Amonkhet? oh i can see the art it's like the two people yeah and like he kills the one guy yeah or it's like gideon trying to save somebody that's or getting, holding getting killed person or something yeah i don't remember what it's called though yeah there is a legacy deck that like uses that as its win con where it just tries to cheat that out. And like sneak and show decks sometimes play omniscience as a way to just, you know, they cheat it into play and then cast everything for free. And this is kind of another way to do that. It's a little bit clunkier, but you made a good comparison before the show when we were talking about this card and you kind of compared it to goblin welder. Yeah. Like it, you sack it, you sack an enchantment, you get one out of your graveyard now, Goblin Welder doesn't cost mana and only right. costs one mana. Like It's right. a big difference, but it is doing the same thing. You're welding out one enchantment and putting in another. Mm-hmm. So it does just let you cheat, and mm-hmm. that's what you need to be able to do in Legacy. It does have the problem of you, ha- you kind of have to pay full freight for it. Right? right? You have to play Mardu. It's not like it's two and a white where you can like go soul land and get it into play early. Yeah. But yeah, if you could just like 
you know, get a is it dazzling splendor is the white one that makes all your opponent's creatures one ones. Yep. Right. So you know your your sneak and show player, mm-hmm. you just dazzling spun- splendor them. Right. Oh, it's a nice ember cool you have there. <laughs> it's a shame that it's a one one <laughs> with no text. Right. Um. So it does have that. I didn't realize that the activation cost was also Mardu. Yeah. I thought it was just tapped because I had just seen like a picture in a video. I hadn't actually looked at the card. So it's not as good, but if you do have just an enchantment that's going to win you the game, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, there's a lot cool. of them that do that. And especially lately, like the last couple of years of magic design, there's always been some like absolutely ridiculous red 10 mana enchantment. And, I mean, this is a good way to, you know, cheat one of those on the board, too. Okay. Uh, Cruel Reality is the name of the enchantment. That's the curse that I was talking about? Yeah. Like enchant player or whatever. Five yeah. black black enchant player. At the beginning of enchanted player's upkeep, that player sacrifices a creature or a planeswalker. If the player can't, he or she loses five life. Yeah. That's a big chunk. That is a big chunk. That is a four-turn clock. Yep. So, yeah, like being able to get a get this curse on someone on like turn four, mm-hmm. you know, and being Mardu, you would like be able to play Bolt and Thoughtseize and like interact in like slow down combo decks with the black and slow down aggressive decks with the red. So and then the white would give you like swords and, you know, general sideboardy stuff. Yeah, So like because <laughs> that's what white is, the sideboardy stuff. Yeah, I was like, and what does white give you? Mm, swords, and then rest, rest in, in peace, peace, which you can't Stony play. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you can play Stony Silence. So, yeah, we've, we've basically cut out, like, 40% of white's utility by not letting you play rest in peace. Yeah, sorry, but no, white. It could be an interesting thing. It could be something that if you're playing, like, a less competitive, like, legacy deck. Yeah. But, yeah. It's an interesting one, and it's three mana, which is like that sweet spot. Yeah, like I said, I was uh, struggling a little bit to find stuff that, you know, had a unique effect and was still costed competitively. Yeah, so that's kind of where I where I landed with this guy. And then we have one that is very good, very, very good. good. Yeah, this uh, this had my wheels turning almost instantly. And yeah, I think we've sent like s- super rough sketches of like three decks back and forth. Yeah, since this card's I know, uh, when I posted this up in our like team chat, Cameron in there wasn't super high on it at first until I reminded him that it's just like Stone Rain. That's also a three two. Yeah, three two Stone Rain. <laughs> so we're talking about Opposition Agent. Yeah. So two and a black for a three two. It's mm-hmm. a human something rogue or something probably and if a player were to search their library if an opponent were to search their library you control that opponent while they're searching oh it has flash as well it does have flash Uh, you control them while they're searching right and then whatever cards that player aka you searches for you exile them and then they get to, then you get to play those cards. Right. So you exile them instead of putting them wherever the search was going to put it. So if they were tutoring something to hand, you exile it instead. If they're 
you know, playing a fetch land and putting a land into play, you put it in exile instead. Yes. And that ability, I don't believe, is attached to opposition agent. I the ability to play it? Yeah. No, no it's think, not. It's like Gonti's ability. Yeah. So it, it stays with the card in exile. So that even if opposition agent leaves the battlefield, you can still play whatever cards were tutored for. Yeah. So this basically makes it so in Legacy, fetch lands don't work. Mm-hmm. And, well, that's a problem when most decks are fetch land mana bases. Right. 14 fetch lands and, like, six actual lands. Yeah. Because they need their their fetch lands to make their brainstorms good. Right. And then those fetch, like the fetch lands that aren't going to get your lands later in the game, you just keep putting back. Yep. When you play your brainstorms. Yep. So our first thought, because we're terrible people, is, <laughs> was basically a like mono black, like staxy kind of like prison deck. Mm-hmm. Staxy might not be the right term, but basically it's resource denial yeah. But you're playing the instead of playing the red cards like Blood Moon and Magus of the Moon, you play Opposition Agent mm-hmm. and then like hand disruption and land disruption like sinkhole and yep. him to Tarak. Yep, Thoughtseize. Yeah, with Thoughtseize is rough because like it's probably a chalice deck. Oh yeah, 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 that's true. Right, you're like a chalice, like chalice trinosphere kind of deck. Right. And then you have this thing that makes it so they can't search. And then you're also playing like ways to blow up the lands they do get. Mm-hmm. But wasteland. Wasteland. Yep. Yeah, you can wasteland them and you can because wasteland is good because you can't wasteland people while in mono red. Right. Because they're because your wastelands are mountains. Mm-hmm. Here you're just turning off everyone's fetch lands. Right. And like this also has other side effects that like storm can't beat this card ever. Right. Cause they have no way to remove it. Game one. And they're just yep. like, I guess I'll infernal tutor. And you're like, <laughs> I guess I will flash this in and I will take your only win con. Yeah. Cool. The single thing that you have to win the game, I will take. And then it doesn't matter what you do. Yes. You should now scoop because I've looked at your entire deck and I know you yeah. can't win. Yeah, it's a weird card. A lot of people were upset because it kind of breaks what it it cuts into white's color pie. Right? Like the Yeah, like I mean you, White's never actually done this though. Well, I mean it's close to um Lean and Arbiter or Aven Mind Sensor. Yeah, but you don't get the tutor. You don't get the tutor, which I guess is what makes it black. But yeah. like search hate is like a white thing. True. So it seems weird that we're giving black that ability. So we were thinking about like, so you need another threat. You need another three mana thing because you w- you're you not going to play straight up real magic, right? You're going to play City of Traders if you've got them and mm-hmm. Ancient Tombs. Yep, the Soul Lands. So that you can go like turn one, you know, Ancient Tomb, Lotus Petal, this yeah. guy. Or turn one, again, it's a little sketchy if you have or also a chalice deck, Swamp Dark Ritual, this. Well, I mean, like we said, I think there's a couple different ways to build the deck. One's yeah. definitely a Dark Ritual deck, and then I think another one is like the chalice deck. 
Yeah, the the thing that's missing is like the mono red prison decks. They have usually like ten lock pieces. They have four blood boons, four magus of the moon, mm-hmm. and then two ish ensnaring bridge. Yeah. So they have usually have like ten lock pieces that they want to do, or or they have trinospheres as well. Mm-hmm. So they have a lot more lock pieces. Right. Where this we have right now, we just have the agent, and then there's not another like lock piece to go with it. Mm-hmm. But the thing you kind of get over that uh, lock pieces is like you could just play like your backup plan could be turn one Reggie. <laughs> and you're just like, all right, I didn't have turn one agent. You get to cast spells. Dinosaur. Here's a 7-6. Cool Delver, bro. Yeah. Like, attack you. I hope you could I hope you have a Delver. You're gonna take seven. <laughs> right? Like double bolt this, I dare you. Right. So like you do I mean, have twice your opponents basically out of the game anyway, because they haven't they don't have any lands yet. And yeah. then even if they get out of underneath opposition agent, they can't fetch anymore or they're dead. Yeah. Or the the new guy whose name is Casey, the six five that you have to destroy all your other creatures. Uh, Plague Reaver. Yeah, like that's yeah. not great with opposition agent, but right. it is just like a giant body, mm-hmm. which have given Black a lot of like undercasted. I guess it has a downside. <laughs> <laughs> um, giant creatures as yeah. of late, but. Yeah, like just some other way to like lock people out of the game. It's awkward because it would almost be like a pox deck. Yeah. But you can't. Except you don't want to stack your opposition agent, so you can't really pox. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. You just. It doesn't work. But like, yeah, if it's a dark ritual deck, then you get to play like Lilies on turn one. Oh, yeah. You're just like, Ritual, Lily, go. Oh, I meant for that too. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Plus, discard a card. Now go. Yeah. and so because i've like there was old versions of pox decks that did that Mm -hmm. so this this just might like open up a like different version of pox and we've not even talked about a like black white death and taxes style deck where like yeah i mean you you could wreck those too like if you wanted to be in on blood moons yeah, you could Rectos or... Well, I guess that turns on their fetches, though. Exactly. Same like, I was like, you can't play like Urborg because yeah. you don't want their, their lands to make black. You know but, what you could okay. play? What could you play? Um, you could play Dark Depths. I mean, you can always play Dark Depths. Like, that's the answer to all your problems. Yeah. But I was going to say, uh, like, Thalia plus Opposition Agent. Oh, yeah, just super tax their mana. Yeah, like they just never can get out from, like, do anything. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, too. Yeah, so, like, the there were the Esper Vile decks mm-hmm. uh, that were, like, kind of a humans base, uh, mm-hmm. but were just playing all the humans and Vile and just yeah. whatever. And I mean, if you make it a humans deck, you get to play Rick, too. Oh, yeah, and Rick is busted. <laughs> We, we, we have no way to get Rick now. Rick I is gone. Ricks. Oh, he ordered some Ricks? Okay. Did, yeah. I'm a bad person. I'm sorry. I'm Rick Grimes. <laughs> Beep. What did the five fingers say to the face? Smack. <laughs> um, so, 
Opposition Agent is interesting. Of all the cards, it's the one that's really got my like my wheels turning for uh, Legacy. Yeah. Right. And then you did settle on the other card that I like thought about, which is Court of Bounty. Yeah, it's weird because I mean, like we said, four mana is kind of a rough spot for Legacy. That's like right on the border of being not playable. And I think all of the courts maybe are four mana. I don't think the red one's been spoiled yet. The isn't the blue one one blue blue? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the blue one's three mana, but it's a mill card. Nobody wants to play that in Legacy. Fair, but. Like they're worth paying attention to because Monarch is oddly powerful in Legacy. Yeah. And these all make you the Monarch when when they come into play. So you get to draw a card at the end of your turn if you're the Monarch. That's how that works. And if if somebody deals combat damage to you, they become the Monarch. Is that how yeah. it is? So this card's go- going to draw you a card at the end of the turn. So it's going to replace itself. And then Court of Bounty is the green one. It's a two green green. Um, all these courts are enchantments. And this one says, at the beginning of your upkeep, you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. And if you're the monarch, instead, you may put a creature or a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. It's, Good way to keep stuff into play. It's just another show and tell? Yeah. Hmm. Basically. Blue, green. blue green show and tell? Yeah. It does something different than sneak attack. Yes. But... Like drawing extra cards and just getting to like put the thing in for free, mm-hmm. like the fact that it replaces itself. Like, because there are times that you play sneak attack and then it gets blown up, right, or something. That's well. I mean, this doesn't replace itself till the end of the turn. End of the turn. Fair. Yeah, but well, it makes you the monarch. So if right. it resolves, oh, you're that's the monarch. True. You're, you're still the monarch. Yeah. So if you even if it gets blown up. Yeah, that's true. Right. And the fact that it's not uh, red yeah. means you can't hydroblast it. And because you're green, you get to play Veil of Summer. Yes, you do. That card is also busted. Yeah. I was like, you can play Uro, too. Like, you can have, like, in your oh, yeah. in your sneak attack, well, I guess it would be show and court deck. Um <laughs> Uh, bounty Intel, I don't know. <laughs> court in your, Intel. Court Intel. Yeah, in your Court Intel deck, you you have uh like you just can board into this like mid range plan. Yeah, Okos and Uros and Yeah, like they're like, Oh hey, I'm gonna like try to board it on my counter magic and I'm gonna fight you on the stack and you're like, Cool. I'm gonna grind you into dust now. <laughs> yeah. Right? So that's interesting. I mean, it's, it's the fact that it's limited to creatures, you know, whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you just get to, like, every turn, draw an extra card. Yeah, and then once you put it in one of your big things, it doesn't matter. Right. So that's interesting. And, I mean, mm-hmm. since it's two green green, it still kind of plays with the soul lands. That's true. Right. So you still could, like, do it on turn three. And if you so, ha- have your, you know, thing rolled up, like if you have your creature rolled up, you're fine. Yeah. Another place I was thinking of this is Enchantress because it's an enchantment, number one. And the Enchantress decks play a whole bunch of like wild growths and stuff that give you access to just green mana. A lot of them play like a backup Emmercool plan anyway. Yeah. 
So I wonder, you know, how much of a downside it is to include a couple of these in there. I mean, if nothing else, as like another way to draw cards. Yeah. If like your enchant your enchantresses go uh, get blown up or something, like if there's a, a wrath of some sort, like you're playing against like miracles and they like put everything on the bottom. You're just like, okay, cool. Yeah. Court of bounty. Court of bounty. No, I think it's, it's interesting because it is right at that like line. Right. Of this might be good enough. Mm -hmm. It might be like if Delver has a Delver, you can't play it as like the sneak and show player, which is rough or I guess, sorry, the court and tell player. Yeah. I mean, court, court and tell is like close enough to kiss and tell. (laughs) <laughs> oh, a gentleman never courts and tells. It's like, oh, excellent, thank you. So oh, we're old timey now. Oh, we're we're old timey, man. We're talking about legacy, of course. We're old timey. Like we should put on powdered wigs. Like that's <laughs> basically the only here, people. Here. That, yeah, the only people that play legacy have on powdered wigs. Uh, but yeah, so like every time they spoil something, the the co- closest card that the card that another card that made me think was what was the. What's the stupid 10 mana thing? Again, Legacy, you're on like 2 mana or 10 mana. It's uh, Apex Devastator? Yes, it's yeah. 8 green green for a 10-10. And the text box is Cascade, 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 Cascade. I love that the text box has zero reminder text and zero flavor text. It's just Cascade, 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 Cascade. It's like you know what this is. Yeah. And if you don't, it's you reveal the top card of your library until you reveal a card that has lower converted mana cost, or a spell that has lower converted mana cost, yeah. and then you cast it. For free. For free. So with four cascades, you do this four times. Yep. So if you can ramp to 10 mana, which the way you do that in Legacy is you play like Cloud Post, you play 12 Post mm-hmm. is the deck. And some of those are just blue-green naturally. Right. And so you're just like, all right, cool. I'm going to play this. It doesn't matter if you counter it because I'm going to cast four more spells. And we're good here. We're, we're done. And so yeah. it's like I want to... The wanna... cool thing about Cascade is it's a cast trigger too. Yeah. So it doesn't so like matter if it resolves. It gets countered. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it is... That is an interesting card. That is probably a million miles away from actually being playable. But it's like... Kind of yeah, close. Mean, the downside is that you have to cast it. You can't like reanimate it. Yeah, you can't like show and tell it in and then get all four <laughs> or sneak yeah. attack it in or court of bounty it or in or court of bounty it in. Like then you just get a vanilla 10 10. Yeah. Which I Way just said the phrase just get a vanilla 10 10. <laughs> and we all just like, sure, Gigantosaurus is unplayable. Correct. Correct. Gigantosaurus is unplayable. Yes. So. We're going to keep an eye out for cards to like try to jump on. I don't think there's any space in like opposition agent. Like I don't know how much oh, they no, are. Yeah, no, they were pre-selling real high, like 25 bucks or 30 bucks. Or yeah, something. there's no room there. The yeah. other thing that to keep an eye on is they are uh doing a lot of lower rarity cards in full art frame like full art or borderless treatments. Yeah. So, like, they have Preordain. They yes. have Coiling Oracle. I got to get me some of those Coiling Oracles. Yeah. They're beautiful. That's one of my favorite cards ever. So, again, if you're thinking about, like, oh, man, 
maybe they'll like make this uh the Seagate Stormcaller deck real and like mm-hmm. modern. Like Coiling Oracle, the fact that it either draws you a card or or gets you to combo a turn faster by hitting a land. Yep. Is like exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. And so like you're like, hey, I'd want to f- I want full arts of those in case I play it in modern. This is the time to get them because they're going to be they should be relatively cheap. That's actually a good point. I didn't look and see, you know, what any of these guys are pre-selling for. Yeah, I just I just heard that about Coiling or, or Oracle like today, and I was like, oh, yeah. that's one that I might have to like jump on mm-hmm. if it's if it's not like ten dollars, like you know, three dollars or something. Like, sure, okay, I can get a couple. Yeah, I'm sure the foils would be like ridiculously expensive, especially for like the preordains. Probably. But, yeah, I'm sure those pre-orderings are going to be a fortune. Because that's the first time there's been like a borderless, yeah. or full art treatment of those. Yep. So, there was a bunch of magic this weekend. Uh, I'll be honest, I didn't watch a lot of it, any of it. I didn't either. So, as opposed to try to come at you with like takes on something we didn't watch, we're going to skip that. Yep. And also, the baby is raging. So... <laughs> Still um, raging. I don't hear him, but I know deep down he's probably still raging. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the super secret release of Kaladesh Remastered on Arena. Yeah, this was super weird. I had just pulled a car out of work today, and I went to check my phone, and like this Kaladesh Remastered like set list popped up on Reddit, and I was like, huh. Yeah, I've been waiting for this for like weeks now to see what cards were in the set, and there was no anything, no announcement, no article, no nothing. It was just a set file. It's like, Very strange. Hi, here are some cards, and you're like, why aren't you like doing anything? And then apparently the list that was originally put on the wizard site was wrong. Yeah, I was missing a whole bunch of cards that are actually in the set. Yeah, so... Uh, this was, like we said at the beginning, A-plus hype work by Wizards. Yeah. So uh, I know we're in the middle of a spoiler season right now, but uh, here, here's a whole nother set today sh- right now. Don't tell anyone. It's like, no. no three o'clock or whatever. Three o'clock on a Monday. Yeah. You know, the day before Election Day. Are people, wor- <laughs> are people thinking about other things today? I don't know. Probably not. Just They'll find it. Send it out. Like, cool. Yeah. Cool. While they're doom scrolling on Twitter, they'll come across it. It'll be fine. <laughs> Man, Twitter is such a dumpster fire right now. <laughs> it always is. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so when does Kaladesh Remastered come out? I thought I had heard the 13th, but I guess that's wrong because while I was um, waiting to get the show going tonight, I did actually find an article, and the article says November 12th. See, I thought it was the fifth. So <laughs> well, the fifth would be like this week. So yeah, that's what I thought. I thought last week I thought it was gonna come out this week. Yeah. So that they pushed it back a week. That's cool. But yep. yeah, I don't. I don't know what they're doing over there at Wizards HQ. Um, Me neither. So one thing that they're doing different this time than last time is we don't get any like weird random cards, right? Last time we got Collect the Company, Thought Seize. What else was in there? Oh, gosh. I forgot. Rest in peace? Rest in peace, yeah. 
a um, bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff that shouldn't have been in there was in there. And this time, we got nothing with a big question mark because there is one card in the set file that shouldn't be, and that's Sculpting Steel. Sculpting Steel wasn't in Amonkhet or Aether Revolt, but it's in the card file. It, it was an invention. All right, yeah. here you go. Dead AF trivia time. Okay. <laughs> Who got a Sculpting Steel in their sealed pool in GP Atlanta? Like, Are you asking me? I'm asking you. Oh, that's Cameron. Yes, it is. Yeah. I mean, Cameron totally did that. Yeah. No one listening to us other than like the five <laughs> of us that were there would yeah. know that. And if if somehow George from Patreon knew that, <laughs> I would be a little concerned. I'd be like, George, are you stalking us? Like, this is, this is weird. That'd be pretty impressive. Yeah. So, yeah. And then. Do you, do you remember who else from our store opened an invention at that GP? Oh, that would be uh, one Chase Clark who opened Mana Crypt. And? He opened another one? He didn't open another invention. He opened a mythic, though. What was his mythic? I don't remember. Chandra? And Chandra. <laughs> he was turned to Chandra Torture Defiancing people in the GP. <laughs> in Limited. Back. And then, like, apparently he had a... Uh, he, like, went to time and the judge came over and watched him, like flip a coin but it was just for his mana crypt yeah <laughs> so like no we're not we're settling this game fairly i just have a mana crypt flip to do right now well it was also because he was at two life for all five of his extra turn or all three of his extra turns and he won all of his flips awesome classic chase <laughs> yeah um oh, those were the days back when just, we could go to gps yeah have stories see other humans yeah maybe one day maybe one day so yeah there's only one kind of like random card i don't know if they felt like historic was in a good place and they just wanted to like have a more accurate representation of kaladesh draft without Mm -hmm. like these random rares i don't know maybe it also seems completely plausible to me especially since the first set file that they released was not correct, that this shouldn't actually be there. <laughs> That'd be great. I guess it is the <laughs> it is the only one that... Yeah. So they have a couple cards that they have two versions of, and mm-hmm. they are the inventions. Yeah. And Sculpting well, Steel the is... the invention artwork. The invention artwork, but the regular frame. Yeah. So this is the only card that is in the invention frame. Right. In the yeah, it could just be that like Oops. Mike the intern uh <laughs> just grabbed the wrong card. So Yeah, we'll really, have to fire Mike later. Yeah, really really come on. Mike's unpaid. Like please. <laughs> please they're not paying Mike. Hey man, I expect more for my money. <laughs> for your no money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> James Carson with his world's greatest boss mug over here. <laughs> I'm not paying you, but I will fire you. <laughs> Work harder. Uh, so, paying an experience. Paying an experience, exactly. Yeah, that's the meme, right? It is the meme. But but I can't pay my rent and experience. <laughs> Mike, start an OnlyFans. <laughs> 
So, just like the other remastered sets, uh, Kaladesh Remastered, they kind of took, air quotes, the best of both sets and put them together. And Mm -hmm. they try to give, like, a more cohesive, like, one set draft experience. And then they did take out a card or two that were um, horrific and limited. Yeah. So... If you played Kaladesh, you may remember everyone's favorite boy, or I guess train, um, <laughs> Renegade Freighter. It was like three mana for like a, was it a four, three that crewed? F- hmm? Four, three that crewed for one. And then when it attacked, it also got plus one, plus one and trample. Yeah, it was like a, it basically attacked as a five, four trampler. So yeah. you just got to go like turn three. Play a, five, play a five four trampler turn four smush yeah and like you just the number of games i just powerlessly lost to renegade freighter was like infinite yeah so you so they did take out some of those cards and they did put in enough like interesting build arounds for constructed mm-hmm. that that might make some impact on historic oh i I don't think might's the right word. I definitely think it will. Yeah. So, I mean, it might not affect like super top tier decks, but people are definitely going to play with some of this stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm 100% in on Aetherworks uh, Marvel. Yeah. If only for a day or two. I am 100% in on Bomat Courier. Yeah. Well, we, if you listen to our pre show, we basically <laughs> built the best aggro deck in the format. I think uh, so. Yeah. On. Fair to say. Yeah, no, no play testing needed. Best aggro deck in the format. Don't yeah. at me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think I can win quicker than goblins can. It probably can. Yeah, even if you don't draw tempered steel. <laughs> so we have the cards that are like we'll talk about the cards that are in the set, and we'll talk mm-hmm. about the cards that didn't make the cut. So let's start with right. what didn't make the cut. First off, it's kind of a no-brainer. Um, walking Ballista, they left out. It's not... Walking Ballista is not super refined for like digital play. A lot of clicking with Walking Ballista. And it's also banned in Pioneer. So there's not a whole lot of reason to put it onto Arena. Um, so there's no real big... Uh... So when we talked about this before, mm-hmm. we, we were like, oh, it's banned. But we kind of forgot why it was banned. Heliod's on Arena. Like, you would just be putting in a two-card infinite combo into Arena. Like, you would just, like, be turn three or four winning, uh, or turn, like, four or five winning on Arena. Yeah, I forgot about Heliod. Right, because, like, you could, like, Soul Sister. Like, because there's a mono, aggressive mono white deck. Like, the Soul Sister's Johnny. And you just go, like, Soul Sister, Pride Mate, Heliod, Walking Ballista, Trigger off of Soul Sister, yeah. put a counter on it, give it lifelink. Yikes. Yeah, so you just like put an infinite mana combo or an infinite combo into uh, Historic. So yeah. I can see why that didn't make it. Yeah. The next one I thought was a little strange because I actually like this card didn't see any play, but I liked it. It's a Green Wheel Liberator was one in a green for a 2-1. And if you had Revolt, so if something left the battlefield, 
it came in with two plus one plus one counters on it. Yeah, so it could just be a big beater. It ended up being a four three. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean that's kind of a negligible downside when you're playing with you know Fable Passage or whatever. Yeah, like it's it's a reasonable like beater. It, like it could help like a mono green kind of deck. Mm-hmm. So or anything that has like counter synergies. Yeah. Then we have Lath New Hellion, which was two and a red mm-hmm. for a five five haster. That, it's a four four. Four four. Okay, and you got two energy when it came in. Yep, two energy. And you had to pay an energy at the end of your turn? Uh, you had to pay two energy at the end okay. of your turn, or you sacrifice it. So, like, it's a one-shot, four damage, kind of like ball, ball lightning, lightning minus triple. Right. Uh, but if you weren't actively generating energy other ways, it just didn't do... It just it was one shot. I yeah. guess you got two shots out of it. Two shots, yeah. Um, I just thought it was weird that they didn't include it like it saw a little bit of fringe play just as a way to close the game out in mono red decks, but it's like a fun card to play. It is. I don't, I don't, and there's no reason like not to include it. Like I, I can't think of anything that like makes the card broken or hard to program or. Yeah. It's just, I guess it's just a question of like what they saw, like the limited format energy decks doing. Yeah, maybe. Then we have Felidar guardian three and a white for a one, four powerful but when it comes into play you can blink any permanent any permanent you control right any permanent you control or any non-land permanent you control or something and so this went infinite with Sahili, who's in the set so they could only put one of them in the set right and they made their call in standard they said it should be Sahili. i think this is a missed opportunity because if you give us felidar guardian it it goes into Garuda decks. So just like we're talking oh, about like Wisweaver Wiss Angel, yeah. right? Like in Legacy, they were playing when before they changed the companion role, right? You would play uh, Resto Angel as like a yep. four mana thing to blink and Felidar Guardian would give you that mm-hmm. same kind of thing. The problem is because it can blink Planeswalkers, yeah. it can't ever print another Planeswalker that like copies a, a creature copy. yeah because then it just goes infinite with felidar guardian right so they just have to be like no you can't have felidar guardian because we didn't laundry list this we wanted the, <laughs> we wanted to leave space for flavor text yeah i don't know i, I don't mind felidar guardian not being here it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you yeah no i mean i'm i mean i'm not gonna like i'm not throwing my computer <laughs> or anything right but it's it's just like I feel like in these sets they try to like push decks mm-hmm. and this would have been a way to like take a deck that's like not playable or like super fringy and yeah. maybe move it a little bit more into the mainstream and give some someone that option of a deck to play which we don't um, I mean, have. We have what you call it though Charming Prince that does part of what this but it, does. Yeah but since it comes back at the end of turn. Yeah. Right, so with Felidar Guardian, like it would let you just keep chaining, yeah, and chain through, like, and so you could like mill out your your deck and your opponent's deck, mm-hmm. and like win on the spot. Oh, you're looking for just a single turn win. I see. Yeah, well, you have the single turn win. Yeah. So it just gives you it gives you more ways to just keep going. Yeah. So we both 
saw this next card not be on there, and we both <laughs> thought the same thing. I'm glad we did because we didn't talk about this before. <laughs> we have we never talked about Cultivator Blades. Oh, I mean, we didn't talk about it in this context. Okay, so Cultivator of Blades. Yep. Uh, three green green for like mm-hmm. a one one. Yeah, I think it's a one one. With fabricate two. three two. Okay. So I think I think it's just two. When it attacks, all other creatures that attack with it get plus X plus X, where X is right. its power. Yep. So back when Watsy released the future future league data. Yeah, I miss those days. Yeah. So the Future Future League is where they play test cards and they build decks and they play to see kind of what's broken or what yeah. what they think standard will look like in the future. Yeah, the, the FFL was kind of the precursor to uh, play design. Yeah. So Cultivator of Blades was like the best co- deck in the Future Future League. This is the same format that had all of the Marvel cards unbanned. <laughs> yes. And that card was stone unplayable yeah. in limited right. and in constructed. But um, they thought this thing was the best to the point where they, they made it like one of the promos, right? The game day promo or something. Yeah. And the card was awful. Yeah. So it's just funny that they couldn't even make the remastered set. <laughs> Broken in Future Future League doesn't even make the cut for Kaladesh Remastered. Yeah, no one thought like looks back on it fondly, other right. than us because we know the Future Future League story. I opened it in my sealed pool for GP Atlanta, and I don't even look back on it fondly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I opened Kimball, so you know that was my that was my best rare. Yeah. So we have Glass Blowers Puzzle Knot. It like came in, scryed two, and gave you two energy for two mana. Mm-hmm. And then two and a blue, you sacked it, and you scryed two and got two energy. Yeah, the only reason that it's noteworthy that it's not included in the set is because it's a it was a piece of the Marvel deck. Yeah, like you have to have ways to get energy. And yeah. the only ways to get energy are from Kaladesh and Aether Revolt. So. Right, yep. Smuggler's Copter, because it would be just every deck that had creatures would start with four Smuggler's Copters and then figure the rest out. 100%. Could you imagine Goblins, turn one, Skirk Prospector, turn two, Smuggler's Copter? <laughs> seems seems not, good. Yeah. Seems not what the format needs to be about. Yeah. <sighs> so, yep. one I thought for sure would be in... Yeah, I don't understand why this isn't in. Is Inspiring Statuary. It's three mana, mm-hmm. and it gives all your non-artifact spells Improvise. Right. Which Improvise is, is basically Convoke for Artifacts. Yeah, you can tap a an artifact to have it add one colorless mint, or basically reduce the cost of your spell by one. Right. I know exactly how it's worded. What Pay one or reduce the cost by one. Yeah. So... This was in the paradoxical outcome, uh, Aether Flux Mar, Aether, no, Aether Flux Reservoir decks. Yep. Uh, that I played to a standard six three five three miss day two. Uh, <laughs> my my classic uh, GP finish. I played uh, the deck in the RPTQ that I bombed out of. I don't yes. think I won a round. But wasn't that you tried to like play test it on like the 
beta version of Arena. Yeah, it was it, not good. Yeah. Well, the game that, did not like that. That might be why it didn't make it, right? It might just yeah. be that deck. Oh, that's true. Like, yeah, just, but we got the Reservoir, and that was the hard part. That was the hard part? And see, that was also before they changed, before we had the rope. Oh, okay. So this, this was like the old, 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 old version of the timer that we had and you just you couldn't work through a combo turn arena was not set up to let you have a combo turn like of any sort yeah so it's it's sad it's sad this this could have like put a different kind of like teamer storm or teamer Mm -hmm. song deck in yeah in a historic yeah one with a death star yeah pew pew <laughs> and then this one's it might be fun it might not be fun it would get really old it's madcap experiment yeah it's uh three and a red reveal cards off the top of your library until you hit an artifact and then you lose life equal to the number of cards revealed so the key oh, here is the like put it on the battlefield then lose life right or then take damage or whatever yeah, because uh, you play uh, there's platinum angel, so mm-hmm. you can just go through your deck till you hit a platinum angel. Yep, and then yeah, you get hit, but it can't kill you. Right, because you have platinum angel. What was the card? The other card? Platinum Empyrean. Platinum Empyrean, where you just can't you can't lose your life, life total can't change. Yeah, yeah, and so. Like, it would be fun, but it might get a little old just getting Platinum Angeled all the time. Yeah, like, the deck that that kind of goes into is kind of a prison style deck. At least it was. And that deck's not super fun to play against anyway. But also just four mana to, you know, flip. Like, you're only going to run Platinum Angels in this deck because you can't afford to run anything else. And if you're just always Platinum Angeling every every game on turn four, then it kind of gets old, too. Yeah. So what made it? What are the what are some of the cards that you saw that made it and you were like, oh yeah. So the first two are big hits for you. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Angel of Invention and Refurbish. And these were two big pieces of the um God Pharaoh's gift deck. Yeah. Um Angel of Invention's kind of like the best thing you can reanimate with God Pharaoh's gift. Yeah, so it's, it's... Uh... go ahead. No, go... no okay. you go. It's a five mana one, one flyer with fabricate two and it has lifelink, I think. And then, and vigilance, I do believe. And vigilance. And then it also pumps your team. It goes plus one, plus one to all creatures you control or something like that. Yeah. Um, It's a two, one. I'm sorry. Not a one, one. And then, so when you reanimate it with God Pharaoh's gift, it turns into a 4-4 four, four flyer with Fabricate 2. So you make it a 6-6 six, six flyer with Vigilance, Lifelink, Flying. Yeah. And so it let, it let you stabilize. Yeah. So you basically, you had your like three turns of doing nothing and setting up. Right. And then turn four, you were like, refurbish, three and a white, return an artifact from your graveyard to play. Yep. Get back my Godfrey's gift. Get back my angel. Hit you for mm-hmm. six, gain six. Now you can't attack me. Right. Then we have SRAM, which is yeah, like. Yeah, SRAM's a fun one. Yeah. Hey, now. 
SRAM is one and a white for a 2-2. Mm-hmm. And whenever you cast an equipment, an aura... Or a vehicle. Or a vehicle, you draw a card. Yep. Um, this was played the, f- the first Pioneer Pro Tour, I think. By the one, the only, Ken. So Ken um, Yukihira played it. It did really well. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people really dug the deck. Um, it's a cool deck. And now I think it's entirely on Arena, right? Yeah, because it was there's... like Hateful Eidolon and yeah. SRAM. And then yeah. just like Deadweights and mm-hmm. uh, Mogus's whatever. Yeah. I don't think there's anything else that's not on Arena. Yeah. That's like in that deck, so. It's probably a fine deck. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fun. Yeah. So we have two craft exemplar, a beater mm-hmm. if you have a bunch of artifacts. Which we do. We do. Yep. So it's a one mana, one, one. But if you have control three artifacts. If you control one artifact, it gets plus two, plus one till the end of the okay. turn at the beginning of your combat. And if you have three or more artifacts, it also gets first strike. I'm surprised they didn't like, like arena a rod of this. Cause like, it's templating oh, to, is so to bad the, to fix the poor timing thing. Yeah, at the beginning of your uh, beginning of combat on your turn. Yeah, yeah, but I guess you can't kind of pass through the trigger on arena. Right. Yeah, it's gonna stop you. Yeah. So, okay. We also get Baral, uh, one in a blue for a one three, instant sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast. And whenever a spell or ability you control counters a spell, you may draw a card if you do discard a card. So until it is banned, this is the best commander in Historic Brawl. Right. It's the best yep. commander in Historic Brawl by far. Yep. Like, like um, they had to they ban it. They regular Brawl. In regular Brawl. And I think it's like a miserable commander to play against. Like in, they banned it in 1v1 commander, I think. Yeah. On Arena because it was just miserable. So yay, yay! Um, we, <laughs> I looked at the card after the one I'm about to say. Um, okay. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um, so paradoxical outcome: three and a blue for an instant. Return any number of artifacts uh, from the battlefield that you control from the battlefield to your hand, and then draw mm-hmm. a card for each artifact put in your hand this way. Yeah, it's any number of target non-land, non-token oh, permanents. Oh, non-land, non-token permanents. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a, so that's a big difference. It's always never, it's uh, zero casting cost artifacts, though. Well, no, you never bounced a Psy with it to save your Psy? I guess. I I did. Okay. so yeah, That's a thing you can do. But yes, I mean, it's used to storm off. Yeah, you just pick up all your stuff, play a bunch of things, and kind of keep going. Like, this... Like, I think I talked about on podcast, like, this could fit into, like, that Teamer song deck mm-hmm. as, like, a backup way, like, you play out a bunch of stuff at the end of your opponent's turn, yeah. you outcome, you pick it all up, and you hope that that lets you draw into your song. Right. So then the next turn, you play your song and then win the game. Yep. So it could help with the resiliency in that deck. Because, mm-hmm. like, you could think of it as just, like, extra copies of Song because you're, like, on my main phase, play a bunch of stupid artifacts. Mm-hmm. At the end of your turn, I'm going to draw six, and that should find me my my song, and now I can go off. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yep. Wet Gear Hulk is the next yeah, one. 
Wet Gear Hulk. Yeah. You never called it Wet Gear Hulk? Soggy uh, Boy? I do not remember ever calling it Soggy Boy. You never called it Wet Gear Hulk? I, not that I remember. I mean, I know exactly what you mean, but I, this is apparently a missed opportunity in my life. Yeah, I don't know. It's a Wet Gear Hulk. It's a Torrential Gear Hulk is the blue one. He's wet. He's uh, both versions of his artwork have him shooting water cannons at people, so. Yes. Gosh. Is he six mana? He's four blue blue? Four blue blue for a five six with flash. And when he enters the battlefield, you can cast an instant from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. And if it would be put in your graveyard this turn, exile it instead. Yeah, so it's a win condition, it's extra counter spells, it's extra card draw, it's everything like controlling blue decks wanted. Can you imagine flashing back a sublime epiphany? I mean, that'd be pretty sweet. Yes. Oh, for the record, you then get to copy your gear hulk and, class- and flashback something else. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have another epiphany, you do it again. So. Right. You know, things to aspire to. <laughs> One day. One day. When you're willing to play islands. It would require me playing lots of islands, yeah. And we have Fatal Push in the running for best now best removal spell in Historic. Oh, yeah. Uh, one black, destroy target creature with uh, converter banner cost two or less. And mm-hmm. then uh, if you have Revolt, it's destroy target creature uh, two or uh, four or less. Right. Now, so- the way it's worded mm-hmm. is you can... I might have I remembered it wrong, but you can target a four mana thing... And if you, you don't have rev- anything, yeah. But if you don't have revolt, yeah, it doesn't kill the four mana thing, right? So it's not like Blood Chief's Ascension, where like it won't let you put it on the stack if there's like a three mana creature. True, it's the only target, and you don't have right. the mana to like uh, kick it. No, yeah. this will just like you can be like if you're like just clicking on glowing cards, mm-hmm. it will let you click on the glowing card. And let you click yeah. on the thing and then just put it in the garbage. Yeah, I mean, you, you could target an 8-drop if you wanted to, and it just won't do anything. It just doesn't do anything. So just keep yeah. that in mind. If you're, like, half asleep, you can be like, oh, wait, yeah. no. Yeah. Uh, gifted 8th um, born. Yeah, this good one's time. unique. Um, well, I mean, unique isn't the right word, but this one's good for a whole bunch of different reasons. Um, it's double black for the Devotion decks. It's also a vampire for the Soren decks, and it's just a really efficiently costed creature. Two mana for a 2-3 death, death Touch lifelink. Yeah, it's if you're playing best of three and you're playing like a mono-black style deck, it's the card you most want to bring in against mono-red. Right. right. They have to spend at least a real spell on it, and or they have to two-for-one themselves. They have to like, you know, throw a creature into it and then shock it. Yep. Glint Sleep Siphoner, Bobby. Bobby, because it gives you energy. E-E. Bobby. It's Bob yeah. with energy. Um, I, don't, so, I don't know if this is like actually playable or not, but it's a bunch of play in standard, so yeah, certainly worth at least experimenting with. Then we have Chandra, Torch of Defiance, mm-hmm. written on our sheet as Chandra Todd, and I was like, Chandra Todd? <laughs> I was Come like, on. what? Chandra Torture Defiance, uh, the best Chandra. Yeah, we talked about, actually, we talked about Chandra last week, right? Yeah, so, you know Chandra. Two red red, has four abilities. They're all pretty good. <laughs> they are all good. 
the weirdest band card, A Tune with Ether. Yeah. What do you think about A Tune with Ether in this standard? Like, there's just so much else that you want to be doing. I don't even know. So, like, like, energy has to be really good for you to want to play A Tune with Ether. Yeah, like, I don't think it's good enough in Historic. Yeah. I mean, if we were... If we replaced... I don't know. What set could we replace? If we replaced... Um, oh, Ikoria with, mm-hmm. like, Kaladesh Remastered. Like, would you play a tune with Ether? Like, would the energy stuff that we got be good enough to compete with what we have now? Yeah, I, I don't even know. Yeah. So, it's a green, go search for your deck for a basic land, put it in your hand, and get two energy. Mm-hmm. The card is Lay of the Land, yes. which is just, like, an innocuous, com- innocuous common from uh, one of the shards blocks. Yeah, I don't know. Some yeah. set. Some set. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was banned because of the two energy. Right. Because, like, the number of, like, teamer energy decks or mirrors that started with, like, forest, get a mountain. Right. Or, like, forest, get an island was, like, all of them. Yep. Just how every game started. Uh, Blossoming Defense. This one is very playable. Yeah, it's a one-mana instant target creature you control gets plus two, plus two, and hexproof until end of turn. So it lets you, like, Voltron up a guy and protect it. Mm-hmm. It lets you... It's also uh, a pump spell. It's a pump spell. It's removal. Yep. Not removal, sorry. It's like a counter spell. It's removal, God. <laughs> I guess it's a well, it's I mean, removal it's you block. It's a removal spell, too, yeah. It kind of does everything. Yep. And... So if there is like a protected queen style deck, like we talked about like flying hydras or something like this card is definitely in that deck. Yeah. Ah, green belt rampager. It's one mana for a three, four. It is a three, four. Uh, and when it enters the battlefield, it makes one energy. It does. But if you can't feed it to energy, it goes it back goes to back your hand. hand. So, so what do you think about this with great henge? One mana draw a card, make it energy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Could be okay. I mean, you got to have the great henge out. Yeah, you do. Oh, and what? you you can't just keep bouncing it. Like once you get to two energy, or you have two energy, he automatically eats your energy. Yeah, you don't have the choice. He just does it. Yeah. So whatever. I was gonna make an elephant noise, but I don't know what noise they make when they eat. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Uh. Honk. There we go. Honk. <laughs> um, then we have Long Test Cub, the queen yeah. that we might want to protect. Yeah, this was a super efficient beater when it was in standard. One in a green for a 2-2. When it comes in, you get two energy. When it... Or no, not when it comes in. When it uh, deals combat damage to a player, you get two energy. And you can pay two energy to get a plus one, plus one counter. So this was the original Snowball. Mm-hmm. Right, like if you if you were on the draw and your opponent went long test cub go, if you didn't have a way to kill it, it yeah. probably just killed you. Yeah, you weren't gonna kill it. Yeah, like you had like one, like you had a very narrow window. Yep. And like also because of a tune with ether, right? They could already have two energy in their pool. 
Yeah, you couldn't shock it. Shock was the removal spell of choice, like during that standard. You couldn't shock it because they just put a counter on it. Yeah, so it was just a very awkward, and we could just get out of hand in a hurry. Like there were many times that there were just like eight, eight or ten, ten long tusk cubs. Oh yeah, very yeah, often. Like oh, I guess I'm dead. Yeah, part of that had to do with the next card too, Rogue Refiner. It's a one blue green for a three two. When it enters the battlefield, you draw a card and you get two energy. Banned as well. Yep. So if you look at the cards that got banned from Kaladesh. Yep. And you look at the cards that have been getting banned in our standards. <laughs> a they bit are different power level. Vastly different. Yeah. So we next up we have Tezzeret's Touch. Yeah. Do you remember this one? One blue black for a, an enchantment aura yep. enchant artifact. Mm-hmm. Uh, enchanted artifact becomes an artifact creature with base power and toughness 5-5 five, five. yep boom so there was the blue red in soul artifact deck in for this, pioneer for pioneer and in yeah. standard we had it this is yeah. kind of the almost like fixed in soul artifact yeah this has a little bit of extra text on it too but yeah what is the extra stuff uh, when the artifact goes to the graveyard, return it to your hand. The artifact or the touch? The artifact. Okay. So, yeah, like you could you could try to play like an aggressive like artifacty based deck where like you're just trying to turn Ornithopters into turn three five fives. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's probably not good enough. Yeah, probably not. But it I is, mean, it it turns your um, what you call it, ginger brutes into five fives too. Yeah, there we go. That but can we, only be blocked by artifacts. But we can't, or things with haste. Things with haste, but then we can't. It makes it harder to play tempered steel. It does. Duh. We're all, we're just we're just this is a tempered steel podcast now. <laughs> it makes it too hard to play tempered steel. <laughs> yeah, we have unlicensed disintegration, like mm-hmm. the mid rangeiest card to mid range in a standard format. That's why I included it. It's fantastic. It is. It's completely totally unplayable and historic. Is it? Oh yeah. You sure? Yeah. I don't I want it to be playable. Yeah, I mean so you can have destroy a creature for one red black. And if you have an artifact, deal three to its controller. Yeah. Or you can play one black back and destroy a creature or a planeswalker, lose two life, and draw a two three uh lifelinker. Yeah. Probably gonna pick Murderous Rider. Yeah, maybe. Right, because like in historic, the text on this card is probably just one black red destroy creature. No, man, because you're gonna play with the Bowman Couriers and Scrap Heap Scroungers. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. sorry. I forgot. I don't think it's good enough. I think it's like it is it's a it is a view as to what cards used to look like that were like four ofs in the best deck. Yeah. Uh, I love that card. Yes. Card is very Jamesy. We have Winding Instructor. Mm-hmm. It's Conclave uh, Mentor. With it sli- is. With slightly different text, but it does the same thing. Yeah, it's a 2-3 instead of a 2-2. Two, two. And it works for all counters, not just plus one, plus one counters. Well, it works for, for energy, but it doesn't work for, like, it's only on creatures and players. It doesn't work for, it doesn't, like, Increase the number of loyalty counters or anything. Right. It works for artifacts, too. Yeah. 
So if we can come, if the mana's good enough that we can do like Abzon counters, mm-hmm. like I think that's like a reasonable thing to try to do. I think with, the mana's good enough. Yeah, with Winding Constrictor and Conclave Mentor. Yeah. It seems like you just want things that throw counters on themselves and get huge. In Ozolith. Oh, Ozolith. Yep. I totally got clowned by an Ozolith Conclave Mentor deck. Did you? I've been, I've been farting around with one. And then uh, it had Lunark Ascension, Ascendant. Yeah, the two two drop one one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was not pretty. <laughs> I was I was sad. All right, in all capital letters, we have Aetherworks Marvel. Yeah, just um, for you, buddy. Thank you. So it's four mana for an artifact, and you can pay six mana, tap it. Look at the top six. Six, hmm? six energy. Six energy, I'm sorry. Six yeah. energy. Tap it. Look at the top uh, six cards. Yep. And you can cast any one of the, any spell uh, from those top six without paying its mana cost. And then yep. if a permanent would leave the battlefield, uh, you make one energy. If it goes to the graveyard. If it goes yeah. to the graveyard, yes. So like we were saying before, uh, the goal was to get to six energy as quickly as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and by, by turn four. By turn four. And then play your Marvel, spin yep. the wheel, and back in the day it was hit 13-minute um, Emrakul and take your opponent's turn. And then it became four. cast Ulamog, the Ceaseless Hunger, and double stone rain them. Yep. And then win the game. This deck was not as good as we thought, according to Wizards, as they banned cards from it. Uh, so, you guys know what you're talking about. The deck's not very good. It only wins 48% of its uh, matches. We're going to ban these two cards. Okay, good talk. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Um, I know. So, this card is, one, as good as the things that make energy let it be. Right. And two, as good as the things that you can hit. And right. in historic... We got the we got the goods on the hits. Yeah, you got Ugin, uh, Ulamog. You got Big Bolas if you want them. Yeah, and the question is 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 there enough around it to make it not embarrassing? And basically, the deck is only Kaladesh cards and then things yeah. to hit. Right. So the deck's like four Tomb of Ethers, four of the Servant Conduits. Four mm-hmm. glintness cranes, uh, <laughs> some puzzle knots, some puzzle knots, <laughs> and some uh, aether hubs, aether hubs, and then the guy we just talked about, uh, the blue green guy, rogue refiner, rogue refiner. Yeah, that's the deck. I have built the deck for you. Do with that what you will. The mana is better than it was in standard. Yep, uh, because we have the shocklands. But yeah. If you if you and hit uh, <laughs> Ulamog or Ugin on turn four, you done it. Yep, seems pretty good. If you hit a Woodweaver's Puzzle Knot, you're probably dead on turn five. <laughs> so there's not a huge amount of leeway here. Yeah. Uh, again, I'll play it. Like no no doubt in my mind. <laughs> but I don't well, know you if play that. I'm gonna play this next card. Okay. It's a Bomat Courier. 
Yes. One mana for a 1-1 hasty artifact creature. Whenever it attacks, you exile the top card of your library face down. Don't get to look at it. Your opponent doesn't get to look at it. And then you can pay a red mana, discard your hand, and sacrifice Bomat Courier to put all cards exiled with Bomat Courier into their owner's hands. So basically this was you paid red when your hand sucked or was empty. Right. And you refilled. Um, And for those of you who hasn't played it before, the trick is if you want to draw the cards, you even if like attacking is going to get it killed, you just attack and you sack it before blocks. Right. So that you get the extra card under it. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, if you haven't played against it, if your opponent attacks with it, you can shock it or you can kill it with the trigger on the stack and it and just exiles just the top away. card of their library. Yep. Small Card's edges. great. Card is great. Yep. I think I have like a bunch of foils because I'm like, this card will be, this card's time will come again. Eventually. I also have a bunch of foils and a bunch of regulars. Yes. I think I got 20 or 30 copies of that thing somewhere. Yeah. Next up is Heart of Curran. Mm-hmm. Two uh, mana for a 4-4 four, yeah, four vehicle. A, yeah. 4-4 four, four Flying Vigilance, I think, with yes. Crew 2. 3. Is it 3? Oh, yeah, because yeah. uh, Scrap Heap crews it. Yep. And you can also crew it with Planeswalker Loyalty, which should be fun with all of the Planeswalkers that we got from War. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> ugh. It was the best vehicle after they got rid of um, uh, Smuggler's Chapter. Yeah. But again, like for historic, I don't know if it's fast enough. Yeah, I don't know if it is either. Now, this next card, Scrappy's Counter, another card I have like 20 of. Another uh, James card. Yeah. Two mana for a 3-2 that can't block artifact creature. Mm-hmm. And yep. for one in the black, if it's in your graveyard, you can return it to the battlefield if you exile a creature from your graveyard. Is it two creatures? Or is it two creatures or just one? It's like an aggressive card, clearly because it can't block, but it also like lets you work through like wraths mm-hmm. or like removal because sticky. yeah, it's just sticky. It keeps coming back over and over and over again. Yep. Um, it's easy to splash too because it's colorless mana. And, like, you don't need the black until later in the game when you're ready to bring it back. Yeah. And we have Sky Sovereign Council Flagship, the big yeah. boat, sir. Aww. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so <laughs> it's, like, five mana or six mana? I think it's five mana. And it's, like, a six-five vehicle that crews for, like, three? Yep. And it flies. And it flies. And when it comes into play or attacks... It deals three damage to a creature or planeswalker. Yep. It was like this big sideboard thing. Yeah, it was like mid range decks. Yeah. Like it was like a two for one, and then they couldn't like really attack into whatever. Yeah. I got super excited for this card. Uh, next <laughs> up is Hope of Gearper. Yeah. One mana, one one flyer. And when it deals combat damage to a player, you can sack it, and they can't cast non creature spells until your next turn. What's the important part, though? With Kethys, oh, it's legendary. It is a legendary yeah. creature. So with yeah. Kethys, Kethys reduced legendary the cost of legendary spells by one. So mm-hmm. that means that you can cast hopes for zero. Right. So if you have a diligent excavator, it's a zero mana thing to recur from your graveyard. 
mm-hmm. to let you mill through your deck. And when I had played the Pioneer version of Kethis, Hope of Gearper was very nice. And then when very I tried nice. to play the Historic version, I was like, God, I would kill for a Hope of Gearper. I miss Hope. Yeah. So it's if Kethis is your thing, it is a card that can help push that deck back into playability in Historic, I think. Yeah, I think Kethis is still legal and historic, right? I think so. Uh, and if not, we apologize. Yeah. <laughs> they ban too much stuff. They ban too much stuff. What do you want from us? Then we have... It Aether- is legal. Okay. We have Aether Hub, which is a land that taps for colorless. And when it comes into play, it makes an energy. And you, you can-, can spend an energy to make that colorless any man of any color. Yes. So it's like a one-shot mana-fixing land unless you can keep generating energy. Yeah, it's important for the energy decks, but kind of like we said, the energy decks might not be super competitive anymore. Yeah. So, Inventor's Fair. Now this, this is a card. <laughs> so it is a land that's has for color. This is a legendary land. It is. And if you have three or more artifacts, or is it four? Uh, three. Three. You gain a life each upkeep, each mm-hmm. of your upkeeps. Yep. And then you can pay four mana, tap, and sack it to search your deck for an artifact. Any artifact. Mm-hmm. If you're playing a colorless Brawl Commander, this is in your deck. Um, <laughs> it also was good if you're looking for a specific artifact. So, like if you are playing right. some sort of stormy Aetherflux Reservoir deck, this yeah. is a free way to put an extra copy of that card in your deck. Right. You can only activate the ability if you have three or more artifacts, though. So it's not good in, like, a Bolas' Citadel deck, where that's the only artifact, because you'll never get to use it. Yeah. You need you need other artifacts. But right. if you're playing an artifact-heavy deck, it is like a tutor for your missing combo piece. Yep. Uh, then we have all the fast lands. So these are the enemy fast lands. Yeah. So we got uh, blue, green, or green, black, blue, green, white, black, red, white, and blue, red, and blue, red. Yep. Yeah. So these incentivize um, aggro decks. Aggro decks because they come into play untapped on the first three turns. Yep. And then, or until you have until they're your fourth land, right? And anytime they're four, you have four lands and above, they come into play tapped. Yep. So they're really good on turns one, two, and three, uh, and then they kind of have diminishing returns. But they are just a land that is going to get played in any kind of like three color deck mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, they're kind of like the opposite of a fabled passage. Yeah. Where Fable Passage untaps on four, these tap on four when they're the right. fourth lane or more. They're really good. These are like the, like, these are things if you play Historic, you're eventually just going to end up burning your wild cards on them anyway. Oh, yeah. Right, because they're, like, the Pioneer mana bases are shock uh, fast lane mana bases. And I yeah, think that's going to be that's sim- kind of a limiting point of Pioneer mana bases, too. Like, there's a lot of times where you know, like you can't even build a deck because you don't have the right fast land for it. Yeah, like you, Rakdos aggro decks don't exist because there's no black leaf cliffs. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Yep. And then we have Spire of Industry. 
Yeah, it's another one that's uh, like interesting in the artifact decks. It's uh, taps for a colorless, or if you control an artifact, you can tap it and pay a life to add one man of any color. So I'm disappointed in ourselves. Our tempered steel deck has four of these. This fixes all of our mana issues. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. There we go. We we did it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I think that just if you're going to like. If you're like, I'm going to spend some wild cards and get things that like I'm going to need, I think mm-hmm. the fast lands are the things that like are just going to find their way into all of your decks eventually. Yeah. Other than that, like the energy stuff, I would wait and see. Yeah, see just, if it gets popular, even yeah. works. Yeah, just because like it's you can't play any other cards. Like that was the downside with uh, Teamer Energy. Yeah, it's was, parasitic. Yeah, like every time they printed a new set, it was like, well, these energy cards are just better. And I'm not right. going to play any of your new cards because I'm just going to play these cards. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like part of the reason they had to get rid of Lucky Clover. Right. Right. Because it's like the best thing you can do. I'm just going to play all these adventure cards until you take them away from me. And they're yep. like, fine. We'll take them away from you. Yeah. But no, there are some interesting cards that might push some archetypes. Mm hmm. One more question for you before we uh, close the show out. Okay. Let's talk about this Kaladesh bundle real quick. Okay. So the bundle is 30 bucks, and you get three draft tokens, four Aether Hubs, and 10 booster packs. Okay. So for $30, you can get how many gems normally? I don't know. Do okay. you know? Um, I figured it out earlier, but I don't have it in front of me anymore. All right. Like you get thirty four hundred for twenty bucks, and you get ninety two hundred for fifty. Okay. So if you were to buy ten dollars and twenty dollars worth of gems, you'd get five thousand gems. Okay. And a draft, so how much a draft is, is 1,500 gems for a quick draft? Or not quick draft, a premier draft or whatever? Okay. So that is 4,500, and then 10 packs. Packs are 100 gems each. So it's better for your money to buy the bundle? Yes. You get five extra packs? Effectively, yeah, is what it looks like. But... What are the chances that you're going to turn those 500 gems into another draft through drafting? Oh, like if you were to just spend those gems? I well, mean, like you you go through your first three drafts. Like what are the chances that those 500 gems are going to get you an extra draft? Oh, pretty high. So, right, like 4-3 is break even. Yeah. Or slightly better than break even. It's like 1600. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can go 3 4 or 4 3, like right mm-hmm. around 50%, you're not quite infinite, but you're close. Yeah. I think that like one extra draft is worth more to me than the five extra packs would be. Yeah. Probably. I probably agree with that. Because, like, like you said, like usually. If like I'm like not a complete and total dunce that day, I can turn an extra like a draft turns into another draft. 
right. or a pretty high part of the next draft. Yeah. So, yeah, I might not be like on the Kaladesh bundle. Yeah, I don't I don't think I am either. I, I, the loose booster packs really don't mean anything to me because I'm just going to draft the set until I'm out of gems and then craft whatever I need. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, if you have 10 extra bucks, like, you get, like, you get 6,800 gems, which is four drafts, plus yeah. half of your next draft. Right. So, right, there's no, there's not, like, it's a huge sway to the $30 mm-hmm. option. Right. No, I agree. I don't think the draft is the way to go. Or the, uh, I'm sorry, not the draft, the bundle. Yeah. So... We've given you all of our Kaladesh thoughts. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a show. That's a show. So if you want to get at us on Twitter with your Kaladesh thoughts, you can tweet at us at Casual Tripod. Yep. If you want to hit us up on Facebook, you can do that at Casual Tryhard MTG. You can always shoot us an email, show at CasualTryHardMTG.com. If you're looking to pick up some singles, please, please, please use our TCG Player affiliate link. Anything you purchase after following the link will get a small cut-up to help keep the show rolling. If you want to do something to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Uh, Don't forget about our Discord channel. If you want to pipe in with any show ideas, topics, questions, whatever you got going on. And I think that'll do it. You got anything else? I don't think so. So with that, Mm -hmm. we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets.